Hello, I'm Ashley. And I'm Gary. And welcome to episode 13 of Choose Film, a real retrospective podcast. And I hope you all had a lovely, lovely Christmas. Um, We're coming to you today with another bonus reel, a little festive treat, two in a row. Um, Yeah, I hope all our listeners had the best Christmas. I hope you ate the most amazing food, you had the best drinks, you had some family time with the current restrictions and everything is feeling fun and festive um, and I hope you're looking forward to a new year as well and that's a little sort of theme for our bonus reel isn't it? Yeah so we thought we would pick two films that have a big scene it's set around new year or new year's eve maybe it gives you some ideas of what to watch between Christmas and New Year. We all know it could be a weird time where you don't know what day of the week it is, what date it is, when you're returning to work, if you should keep on drinking. My timeline in my head has gone all crazy just now. (laughs) But yeah, Gary, what have you been up to since uh, we last recorded? What have I been doing? I have started watching some old classic TV shows that I have never seen before, but they were highly respected when they were out. So I've been watching The Sopranos and The X-Files. I have never seen The X-Files, but they were all on Amazon Prime, so I've been binging that. And I started a TV show called The Boys. It's like a piss take on the superhero genre, but it's brutal and there's lots of swearing in it as well it's really weird to watch such well usually superheroes are associated with like family friendly films or tv shows this ain't that that's all i can say (laughs) that sounds so good yeah i haven't watched really any christmas films i've watched maybe i watched christmas chronicles obviously Mm -hmm. for the podcast but that was way back in november when we recorded that so that that was a weird one and then I watched the animated Grinch and one other one that I can't actually remember, which is really bad. So I've not been as Christmassy as what I should have. And I was kindly invited onto another podcast as well called The 100 Film Review Podcast. And I got to discuss Midsummer. Uh, I won't say much more than that, but yeah, check out 100 Film Review as well. If you are liking film review podcasts, check them out as well. Definitely. Um, So, what have I watched? Recently, what I've been watching has been stuff for the podcast, which I've been loving. Uh, So I won't mention too many of them because I don't want to give it away. But yeah, Christmas Chronicles. And then I have been the Christmas elf. I've watched The Grinch. Not the animated one, the original one. I prefer. Yeah, I prefer that. I've not actually seen the animated one, but I'm just not... I'm not actually a huge fan of... um, of animated films. When I was younger, I didn't really like them either. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting better, so I might actually watch that one. Um, I watched The Holiday, classic. Love it. Love Jack Black. <laughs> and <laughs> I watched Elf, of course, because that's just like a tradition for me. I have to watch Elf at the start of December every single year. Oh, um, I remember the other one. It was Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, Tim love Allen. it. That's what love the other one it. was, yeah. Uh-huh. So good. I just... I totally associate Tim Allen with Christmas. The Santa Claus, that's -hmm. probably one of my favourite films. The whole, I think there's three of them, isn't there? Yeah. Yes. Three of them. Yeah. Just love them. And I've actually not watched them this year, so I will watch them. Um, But I've also been teaching a lot of dance and drama, doing lots of uh, Christmassy dances with the 
young kids that I teach, um, which has just made me so happy, just seeing them so excited for Christmas, getting into the Christmas spirit. We did like some cool Justin Bieber Christmas songs, which <laughs> which I love. It's like a guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is there a cool Justin Bieber Christmas song or any song? But then that makes that makes cause arguments. So <laughs> there is, I swear, he does a he does a cover of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which is very good. And the five six year olds I teach really enjoyed. <laughs> um, and we also actually used a song from Elf the Musical. So if anyone loves Elf the Film, it's also a musical with some really cool songs. So definitely check that out if you like musicals as well. Um, and yeah, that's mostly what I've been doing. I've been doing quite a bit of my life coaching as well, which I'm loving. And that just makes me feel so positive. And yeah, I just love helping people get in a good mindset and go for their goals. So yeah, that's mostly what I've been doing. And where, and where can you follow your um, your life coaching again? Because you've got some social media channels, yes. but haven't you? So I am on Instagram and it's at highvibe underscore highlife. Um, definitely only go there if you're wanting like uplifting, uh, <laughs> sort of positive content. Because that is that is what I do, but I keep it real as well. Like I'm not just like this toxic positivity. Like oh, always think positive. Nothing will ever be bad. Um, but yeah, if you wanna check that out, especially for a new year coming up as well, like setting goals, working towards goals. I'm all about that. Yeah, it's so, a good time to do it, isn't it? Definitely. That's that's where I have been. Very festive, very positive. Lots of fun. Cool. So shall we get into our two films? So the film I chose was one that I have watched so many times when I was younger. It's called Are We There Yet? starring Ice Cube. And which film did you pick, Gary? I went with When Harry Met Sally. I just love the big New Year final scene in that film. So I thought that worked perfectly. Mm -hmm. And there's some Christmas scenes in there too. But yes, so we went with Are We There Yet? and When Harry Met Sally. So here's a little... um, synopsis of When Harry Met Sally, just in case you've not seen it, but definitely go and watch it. So it's set in 1977 to start with, and college graduates Harry Burns and Sally Albright share a contentious car ride from Chicago to New York, during which they argue about whether men and women can ever be strictly platonic friends. And then they meet again 10 years later in a bookstore in the company of their respective best friends. Um, And then... After that, they kind of attempt to stay friends without sex becoming an issue between them. And it goes from there. Men and women can't be friends because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive? No, you pretty much want to nail him too. Great. No, I don't like to eat between meals. I'll roll down the window. A faceless guy rips off your clothes, and that's the sex fantasy you've been having since you were 12. Exactly the same. Well, sometimes I varied it a little. Which part? What I'm wearing. You tell her about other women. Yeah. Like the other night. I made love to this woman, and it was so incredible. I took her to a place that wasn't human. She actually meowed. You made a woman meow? So, Gary, what did you what did you think of the film? Like, what were your your positives on the film? 
Yeah, so we decided here that for my film that I picked, I would have three points to discuss, and then with Ashley's film, she'll have three points to discuss. So is it we're not here all day and you just get bored of us. This is one of my favourite films because of that big New Year scene. It's actually becoming one of my favourite rom-coms, but for me, the the proposal just beats it still. I love the proposal with Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. But in this, I love New York in it. It's got this like real wintry New York atmosphere in the 80s with the big hair. I don't know, I just I love, love it. everything about it. Yeah, But I guess one of my first points would be Harry's transformation because it actually kind of does look like some sort of college grad at the start and then yeah. it jumps five years and obviously he's not aged five years in real life but the transformation between looking super young to then looking his age towards the end of the film is done really well like the transformation with makeup and hair fantastic and I think we need to give credit to to the people that did the, the hair and makeup definitely but also his character change as well. He's so arrogant and obnoxious and thinks he's cool at the start. But really he just comes off as a bit of an arsehole, a bit of a dick. But you kind of grow to love that character. And I think it's because of how well Meg Ryan, Sally, bounces off of him and argues back and defends herself. And it creates this great chemistry to watch them. As we said in the synopsis, he's like, Men and women can't be friends because one of them is always thinking about sex. And then she says something along the lines of, what, even when the man doesn't find her attractive? And he's like, no, they'll probably still try to bang her as well then. And you're just like, (laughs) wow, I can't believe he's coming out with all of this. I guess it's a sign of the times as well. But then it moves to him actually sitting down and being married. And there's a difference, a change in him. And then there's obviously more and more changes between both the characters, I guess as the film progresses. But yeah, just his transformation in relation to the looks and the job that was done with the the hair and makeup, but also just his character arc in it as well. Definitely. And I think um, like his looks changing, it's something that I never even picked up on. And that's a good thing because, you know, so many of these films, you're like, oh my God, they don't look like a teenager. And now they're like in their 30s and that fits. But the first part whether a teenager or whatever does not fit but in this film I feel like it's so seamless and you go on that journey with the characters you don't think oh no there's no way they could have just been college grads in that part and then now they're 10 years later um so yeah that was a great a great point I never yeah. picked up on that at all and also just uh, about his character as well obviously it's really funny when they meet in the airport again and mm-hmm. he walks past Meg Ryan and she's got this new man, but he walks past and then takes a few steps back to take a second look. And you as the audience think it's because he's spotted Meg Ryan, but it's actually not. It's her new man that he knows. And he starts talking to him and completely ignores Sally. And I don't know if he's doing that deliberately still to keep that dickish persona or if he did recognise her at first. I'm not I'm not quite sure in that. And then it jumps five years again and he's splitting up with his um, his wife mm-hmm. and he's at the, I think it's a American football yes. and he's discussing his breakup with his friend and what I love about that scene as well is it's a very 
exposition scene. It's done really well because they're doing the Mexican wave in between each each description of what's happened. Um, but they're not paying attention to the football at all. And it's like they just see the Mexican wave coming. They feel they need to stand and then sit back I down. I love but that. Just so much. Yeah, and it's a great way to have exposition but have something funny happening so you don't realise that you're actually just watching two men sit and tell their, their life stories almost, you know? Yeah, yeah, because if you think of it, like, you know, well, both of them split up with their partners and, like, actually that could have been a really heavy, heavy scene but the way they did it just keeps it light-hearted and that's part of what makes this such a great film is it's so easy to watch but you have this sort of love-hate relationship especially with Harry. I still don't know if I love him or I hate him. And even at the start, I was like, ah, oh, is it Harry that I don't like or is it Sally that I don't like? I'm not sure. Um, and he just kind of gets on your nerves, but I just, I love him <laughs> as yeah. well. And and I do feel for him at the end, you know, when he, he has obviously matured and stuff. He's still got his silly side and everything, but he has been through his divorce and he does actually really love Sally and I don't think he realises it until very late on in the film. Yeah. So my next point is just kind of the weird structure of the film because it is a rom-com but it it's not traditionally structured like one either. So obviously you've got these time hops. I think it jumps, it starts off, as you said, what year was it starts off in? Uh, 77. 77. Then it jumps five years to them in the airport and there's, uh, and then they're on the flights and there's some banter there. And I really like that scene as well, actually, where he's sitting behind her on the aeroplane <laughs> and he's talking to her. And then the guy she's sitting beside is like, do you, do you want me to switch seats? And she's like, no. And he's like, yeah, okay. And mm-hmm. he just yeah. like squeezes his way in there. But yeah, so then it jumps five years again after the airport. Then I think it's like another four months. So it's like these weird stages. And to be honest, if you take out the marriage storylines, this could have been like, this storyline could have been done over like maybe four or five months, really, if they wanted yeah. to. Um, because it is about just two people trying to be friends who it doesn't quite work out like that. So it's nice to see that they've decided to take over these different... Um, Time, time jumps. If that's mm-hmm. what, I don't know what to call it. Yeah, let's call it time jumps. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it makes it almost feel like a book. It's almost like chapters. With each chapter, you wonder: Are they going to get together in this chapter? Are they going to get together in this chapter? But it doesn't quite happen. But you know, at the end, they're going to get together. Yeah. That being said, I read somewhere that in the original draft, I think the first draft of the script or something like that. It, they didn't get together. Oh, I'm glad so, they changed that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. But you, you know they're going to get together and you just kind of enjoy that journey, waiting for it to happen. And I think it's actually an hour and ten minutes into the film where they actually get together. And that's what makes it this unconventional rom-com because usually, you know, two people will, like, kiss or sleep together, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes into the film and then it's about them trying to make that relationship work. And one scene I really liked was when they know they're starting to have feelings for each other. So they try and set each other up with their best friends. The best friends start to actually like each other as well, just disappear I in a taxi. I love that. It's the taxi bit. It's when, oh, what's her name? Is it, oh, Marie? Um, mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher, like, oh, isn't it? 
yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna get a taxi home and then he just literally dives at her and is in that taxi straight away. Um and you can just feel the sort of like oh I don't know about you, but I was just sitting there like, Oh, just go, Harry and Sally, just like go together, leave these people, like enjoy yourselves, have fun together. Um because you could tell it was just like soul destroying for them. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that was such a good scene. Yeah, just love it. I love their relationship. And also because it does jump in that in that time, you know that like Sally, when she first meets Harry again, she has this image of him being the absolute like annoying, just uh like you just wanna like shake him in the first scene. And you know that that's the image that she's held on to. Like she hated that car journey. But now he has actually grown. And then it's about kind of discovering that, but then still being reminded of how he was back in that car scene. Yeah, they just, they play each other off against each other. And, you know, Harry picks up on Sally's little tendencies, like when she's ordering the food and she's being so picky and she wants everything on the side and some of this, but not too much of that or whatever. And he does really pick up on that, but not as much as Sally like fires into him about all the things that's wrong with him. Yeah, I guess the two of them have got. He looks at its flaws, but the two of them have got their their, their quirks and their their weird things that they like to do. But the two of them slag each other for it. So yeah, it's like as you're saying, she wants like the apple pie heated up only if they've got ice cream. But if they've not got ice cream, then the apple pie has to be heated up. But the other thing has to be served on the side and, and all that. And then you've got him who. When he sleeps with a woman, he doesn't realise how long he has to stay beside her. Should it be, you know, should he just get up and go? Or should he lie there for 30 minutes and cuddle? Or, And I think he's got a line where he says it's between 30 minutes and the next day. Somewhere around that time is how long you should stay and he can't work that out. It's so, <laughs> it's so dickish, but it's really funny to watch. Yeah, it's yeah, it's still endearing and I don't know how. I don't know how because we should hate him. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about him that just makes you want to, like find out more about him and find what's actually underneath that kind of persona but that that's who he is and that's why he is also such a a lovable character in a way i think it's because he plays it so dry and he doesn't he doesn't cause an well he tries not to cause an argument so rather than like defend his answer when he's saying something he just gives the answer so it's like she's like men and men and women can be friends and he's like no they can't and she's like, yes, yeah. the cat. He's like, no, the cat. But he doesn't go. He doesn't try and defend that. He's just like, nope, nope, and that's it. Yeah, he stays so true to himself. But then, do you know which bit I love as well? I've just, uh, it's just popped into my head when he's singing down the phone to her, like trying to get her to pick up the phone at the yeah. end, and he just goes for it. He does not care. He's like singing away, and then obviously she actually picks up. Yeah, well, that's something else. When I was watching it this time, that I realised was. We're never going to be able to have those almost romantic telephone scenes anymore where someone doesn't pick up the phone and it goes to like loudspeaker voicemail because everyone mm-hmm. is on their mobiles now. Yeah. So you're never going to get those scenes in any future films. It's not it's, it's not got the same feel when like someone listens to a voicemail on their mobile and the phone's at their ear. Yeah. It's just not got that same I don't know, nostalgia. No. Because it's always it's always like a like a dramatic change or something where there's a voicemail playing and then there's a big like I really do love him or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what changes their mind. But yeah, if you're hearing that just at their ear, it's not a, it doesn't have as big an impact. No, no. 
So I guess I'll go on to my third point, mm-hmm. which is New Year and the film. And so at the start of the film, they both agree that if they don't have a date for New Year, they would go together. So it's all kind of leading to this. And there's two New Year's or two New Year's Eves in the film. So there's one about halfway through and the two of them do go to this New Year's party together. Mm-hmm. And they know it's a bit awkward with each other, but you can tell they like each other as well. And it's all on Billy Crystal's face. He closes his eyes when he's dancing with her and he hugs into her neck. And you can mm-hmm. just tell that he wants to be with her and she's feeling the same. But they go outside for some air and just give each other a kiss in the cheek in New Year. As a, maybe it is a kiss in the lips, but it's not... I love kiss. It's small. But you can just feel how comfortable they feel with each other. It is that shot where they're just so close and you can see, you know, their face on the other one's shoulder. And it's just that, like, sense of comfort that they both have. But they kind of don't ever show to each other. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then they stay friends and then they do the deed and they sleep together when they shouldn't. And then they fall out over it at the wedding, which is actually another funny scene as well. Uh huh. Yeah, so they've totally fallen out, and Harry, as you said, is trying to get her back as a friend with singing down the phone and stuff like that, but she's having none of it. And she goes to this New Year's party with this other man, and you can just tell looking at her that she is <laughs> bored and miserable. Does she not say something like, kill me now, or something like that to Carrie There's Fisher something. in it? It's something but like that. It's it's when he's like leading her around dancing and he has her like thrown over in a kind of backbend and everything and you can just tell she's like, oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> she is, she's like, what am I doing here? Uh-huh. And I, I think it's funny, we don't really find out who this man is, do we, or how they got no, together. No, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's bored, she's miserable, she just wants to go home. And then it cuts to Harry, who is walking the streets alone, basically having this midlife crisis about his future. And then he stumbles across the same spot that she dropped him off at when they first arrived in New York. And then you get the flashbacks of their whole... Do you get flashbacks? Did I just make that up? I'm pretty sure there's some flashbacks of like their whole life. Maybe... Yeah. Is there... I'm, going to I'm sure there is. Yeah, let's go with it. We'll look um, at it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, listeners, if there's not, and I just made it up. But anyway. So when he's looking in the window? Yeah, so. Of the shop? You can tell we did a research on this episode, <laughs> can't you? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, I literally watched it last night, but I have so many films in my head. <laughs> um, I think there is a part where he's looking in a window at a TV and it's a New Year's party on or something like that. I don't know. We'll cut it if we're wrong. Yeah. Or, or, we, or we won't. But. <laughs> He has this flash anyway of, like, he wants to be with her. And then he has this running scene uh, to the party. And then he shows up and he delivers this terrific speech. I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. And just before... Old Lang Syne plays. I find it really obviously that's a Scottish poem, 
and I just think it's weird that it's in every New Year's party yeah. like, over the world. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I've listened to that at New Year, except you know, like the New Year's program on the telly. I yeah. think it's on like BBC One or whatever. But I don't think I've ever like put it on Spotify. And no, I don't. Th- no, I've not. <laughs> New Year's party. I don't think. Yeah, but I feel like. Even if it's not on in the background, people at parties start singing it and do the whole, you know, linking hands and, yeah, going with it. But yeah, so he delivers this speech. I did have a few tears in my eyes at that part. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) So good. They don't actually kiss on the bells, which I Mm -hmm. thought was interesting as well. It's after it. Um, But yeah, so for me, that's like one of the best New Year's. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to discuss like what old land sign means and they're like oh i don't know but it, it's about old friends yeah and then they kind of <laughs> but they're absolutely right aren't they it's like yeah the song goes um what is it again it's uh, should old acquaintance be forgot and yeah like, why would you forget them <laughs> should we remember that we've forgotten them <laughs> yeah it's so i've i've often thought like what are we actually singing about here like you know or has someone been a real our soul at this New Year's party, and we should just forget about them, you know, just, yeah. you know, it's New Year, forget about him. Oh, yeah, it's weird when they were saying that, but, and then they were, when they said, oh, it's about old friends, you were like, and they're old friends, I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah. Also, though, America has this weird, like, thing about you must have a date for these big holidays, you know, like, America loves like, oh, we need to find a date for this or for that. Like, they find a date for Hogmanay and we need to find a date for prom and or whatever else. I mean, well, we called it prom in my school, but I know it's not really big yeah. in Scotland to call call it prom. But I never had a date for prom, you know? Like, I was, yeah. like, one of the one of the geeks. It was, like, five of us all just showed up <laughs> together and just, you know, had drinks and probably just ran about the, the dance hall like idiots. Uh-huh. <laughs> But that's nice though. It is true though. Like in real life, in real life as opposed to like film life, like sometimes there's not actually a big emphasis. Like I don't think there's been ever like a New Year's event that I've been to where I've thought, oh my God, I need to have a date for a New Year's event. Like it's just all about spending time with the people that you love and having the best night. Um, But yeah, there is is a huge emphasis and, and it's sort of made out that like if you don't have a date, then you'll be lonely and you won't have a good time. And it's not that at all. Yeah. But there is that, that pressure from these films that oh, I need to mm. find a date for this or for that. But I think in quite a lot of American films, and I don't know if it's just in America in general, maybe we'll have some American listeners who can let us know, but they seem to go all out for every holiday season as well, like Halloween, Christmas, New Year, like and all mm. these films I and stuff. I love it. It's, I love it. It seems so <laughs> over the top. I wonder if it's like that or if it is just exaggerated for these films so if we have any american listeners let us know yeah and i would love if it was like that i would love if it was like that here you know like everyone full-on decorating their houses for halloween and christmas and new year i mean new year's quite big here yeah but yeah no it is, it is. halloween not so much like halloween most people hide and pretend not to answer the door to give the kids sweets <laughs> <laughs> we're a bit of a bore <laughs> keep the sweets for myself yeah i guess as well we should really talk about the big classic scene from When Harry Met Sally, the orgasm scene. Uh huh. Before I had seen this film, I had seen that scene. Yeah, and everybody knows it. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I wanted to say is 
the extras in that scene have been casted well. See the looks that people round the diner, the faces that they are pulling is so funny. They've been yeah. so well casted. And then you have that famous line, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> but, I mean, Ashley, you're an, you're an actor, so do you think uh-huh. you could have pulled that off? <laughs> I think, do you know what? I would just have to really like focus in on myself and not think about the fact that there were so many other people around. She does it so well. Um, and it's that sense of actually, you know, what she's doing is great. I love how like loud and wild she is, but it's actually, as you said, like the faces of the extras and Harry's face, that it <laughs> yeah. just creates this sense of it being so uncomfortable for everyone. Mm-hmm. Except, except the woman who's like, I'll have what she's having. Um, but yeah, I think it would have taken a lot of concentration and just being in the moment. Yeah, supposedly as well, people go to that diner and do that. Oh my god, they must hate that. They must be so sick of it. I guarantee that they don't go for as long as she does. Yeah, well that's the thing. When it starts off, you think like, oh, she's only going to do it for like a little bit. But no, she keeps going and she is proving a point to him. Yeah. And that point has proved, is proved. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's all my points. I could talk about this film all day, <laughs> like, yeah, quickly becoming my favourite rom-com. Yeah, I would say it's quite timeless as well. Yeah. It's not dated. Um, and then I chose Are We There Yet? Which, I don't know, this film must have been on the TV, like, so many times when I was younger, but I hadn't, I hadn't even remembered it. When we were thinking about doing New Year's um, films, I had to look up on Google films with New Year scenes in and then I discovered oh my god are we there yet has one um so yeah had to choose it Ice Cube love him when it comes to dating their mom these kids think no man is good enough I feel sorry for the next sucker who tries to put the moves on her but this man just may be tough enough now get tough y'all get no you really got away with kids now she's fine this might not be a good idea. But I sure do appreciate it. To win her over. What's the matter? My ex is sick and he was supposed to take the kids to the airport. He's going to do the unthinkable. What if I bring them? Nick, this is huge. They go eat you alive. Be careful opening that door. Oh, no! Please remove all metal objects, keys, loose chains, cell phones, and jewelry. Corkscrew! Um, So a little synopsis of Are We There Yet, in case you've not seen it, is attempting to win the favour of newly divorced Suzanne, Nick offers to accompany her children, Lindsay and Kevin, on a flight from Portland, Canada, uh, Portland to Canada, to see their mother. A mishap with a corkscrew and a metal detector gets the trip banned from the flight. However, Nick is forced to drive the kids in his prized Lincoln Navigator. Tensions inevitably rise during the long road trip, but Nick is not to be deterred. He is going after Suzanne. <laughs> um, yeah, love this film. There's so much about it that I love. Um, and <laughs> Nick is, well, Ice Cube is one of my favourite parts of the film. That's not really one of my points, but I just think it's cast so well. He plays the part so well. I love that he just, he hates the kids so much well he hates kids in general so much and that's set up from the start of the film when and um, he has to sort of stop at the crossing and 
the wee boys dropped like is it books or something? Yeah, I, I think it's these stacks and these books or something like that. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Um and he's just absolutely raging. He just he talks about how much he hates kids and then to get to get with Suzanne, he will love these kids. And he ends up absolutely loving these kids, um, which I do really like. But I guess my first point is um Nick's talking head satchel in the car so um if you've not seen this film he has a little toy sort of bobble head of um satchel called satchel um who's a baseball i think it is baseball baseball or football yeah um you can tell we know our american sports (laughs) (laughs) i'm so bad with sports so bad um but yeah satchel gives nick advice uh he comments on everything and satchel is in his new gorgeous big expensive car um giving him the advice that he definitely doesn't need to take it's always like bad advice in my head it's always a bit kind of like the devil on his shoulder trying to make him even more cheeky and do the wrong thing he comments on everything but the thing i love about satchel is that nick's the only one that can hear him so when Suzanne gets in the car when she's uh, her car is broken down and Satchel's commenting like, ooh, I can't remember what he says, but he makes a comment about her looks and <laughs> Nick just gets his baseball caps and like throws it over Satchel to kind of shut him up. Um, but even though, well, actually, I don't know if Nick knows that other people can't hear Satchel. Well, I think to me... It is like the satchel is like an inner voice, so yeah, it's a yeah. metaphor for what Ice Cube is thinking, and he's trying not to think like that. So, and because the bobble is nodding, it's almost nodding to what his inner voice is telling him to do. To affirm and it, I think yeah. that's why he covers it with the hat because it's almost then like, like shutting up his inner voice. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. Um, but I just think it's such a good device, and it's actually, you know, in quite a you know, it's not a a supernatural or like a, a a film with a lot of special effects or anything. It's it's used really well. Yeah, I really love it. Yeah, no, it's 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 so good. It's like it's like Satchel kind of has his back, but also kind of is sticking to what Nick knows and like not wanting the kids and everything like that. So yeah, I love I love Satchel. Such yeah. a good device. And um, you're right as well. Ice Cube is the perfect casting choice for this film because he's extremely good at playing Mr Grumpy. Like, mm-hmm. if someone goes, oh, do you know who Ice Cube is? And you picture Ice Cube, you never picture Ice Cube with a smile on his face. <laughs> you picture him with that mean look, you know, like almost uh-huh. that frown that he actually does in the film and teaches the wee boy to do. But yeah, perfect. He never has oh, a smile on his face, ever. I think he's so charming, though. So charming. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great to watch. Yeah, definitely. Um... And I love that bit where um, where he first sees Suzanne and then everything goes slow motion and he's walking over to her and the wind is blowing in her hair and it's just like so, so cheesy, but so right. And then um, he's like, I think I'm in love. And, you know, obviously then the kids come in and he's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, he runs so fast. <laughs> uh-huh. He's like getting out of there. I love it. I love it. Um and also there's a part just sort of this is a kind of another another device which is his inner voice in his head when he drops Suzanne off at the airport there's a tannoy announcement and it says the friend zone is for lovers only please unload your friend and get on with your life and I love 
that. I just love these little bits that you can tell it's completely from his head, um, but they use, you know, things that are actually there in the scene. So yeah, I love that. And my second point I'll go on to is the attitude of the kids, especially Lindsay. Um, Love how sassy they are. Love how much they are against their mum getting with another guy and just trying to sabotage that in every way possible. Um, And just even when they're... um, they're getting on the train, going to get on the train, and then the kids get off because uh, the wee boy. Oh, I've forgotten his name now. Can't remember his name. I've not got it. But the wee boys name. dropped his like cape from his toy. So uh, Lindsay and him get off the train, and then Nick's like running along the train. <laughs> I think it's so good, and you can see him in the window, and he's like running along the carriages to try and stay in the same place as them, and the kids just like. They love it. They're they're so sassy. It's, and then, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say it almost looks like he's on some sort of like travelator and like the airport. The way he's running on the yeah. same spot and he's getting nowhere. Uh huh. <laughs> I know. Oh, I would have loved to see how they did that. Well, maybe they just he did actually just do it, but yeah. it was per- perfectly done. Um, and then we go on to the kids being in the car with him, and Lindsay puts up the sign saying, "Help!" Is it help us? Yeah, help us. Um. <laughs> the truck driver thinks they're being kidnapped by Nick. Yeah. And she just, like, she has no no idea of, you know, what that could do, but she's just there to sabotage this relationship, and I love it. Um, and she's constantly calling Nick a player as well, mm-hmm. which I love. I'm like, you're, like, I don't know, 10 or 12 or something. Like, how do you even know what that means? But she's just thinks he's a player. I think she thinks all men are players, like, no one deserves to be with her mum uh, and she loves it. And then obviously her her sort of attitude and her personality completely comes out when she sings at the karaoke and she just saves Nick from the kids. I love it. Yeah, and do you know what? Both of them have been casted so well. I mean, obviously Ice Cube isn't this great, well-known, Oscar-winning actor, but they give as good a performance as him. Yeah, I'd say even better. Yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah completely. They they totally steal the show for me, and I just oh, I think the wee boy is just so cute as well. He's just adorable, and he's still got that innocence, and he still kind of he warms to Nick a lot quicker than Lindsay mm-hmm. does. Whereas Lindsay is out there on her own. No one's been with my mum. I am my own person, I know what I want, I know what I'll be doing, and I'm not listening to you. Um, and she just loves winding him up. I love I love her character especially. Um, and I just love it. And even when the wee boy does put the corkscrew in Nick's pocket, I think that's actually quite innocent because he just really does not want to get in trouble. Whereas if it was Lindsay doing it, I think she would do it very intentionally. Yeah, yeah to- <laughs> totally agree with you. Yeah. She's out to get him. Um so yeah, my third point is actually the ending of the film. Also at New Year, I just think it is the best happy ending ever. And you don't think it's going to be a happy ending because um, Suzanne is just so raging at him and, yeah. you know, finding out that oh he didn't actually like the kids, but now he does. And he does truly love these kids. And I think that is what I love about the ending is that you see that he does really love these kids and he didn't expect that. 
mm-hmm. but it comes out um and then when Suzanne says like we can't just we can't be friends like she wants to be so much more than friends I was like oh my god this is the best and then obviously um it's the bells and then Lindsay says is it Lindsay or the wee boy I can't remember I'm sure it's Lindsay says like aren't you supposed to kiss her and that's the first time we see the kids excited about their mum being in a relationship or even allowing their mum to be in a relationship yeah I think um, it is I think it is the girl that says it because I think yeah. that's the first time we actually see her almost accept Ice Cube because yeah, the wee boy started as you said started to yeah. warm to to mm-hmm. him already yeah um, and it's just that change of heart that you've been looking for the whole time but I don't know it's it's kind of like you'd go with them winding him up and stuff and it kind of for me it loses part way through it kind of loses the whole thing of oh I don't want you to be with my mum and they're just actually winding him up and finding it absolutely yeah. hilarious but then there's that change of heart and when she says aren't you supposed to kiss her and I'm just like oh it's the cutest happy ending ever and then there's obviously the fireworks and everything's good and the new year's happened and yeah just a beautiful ending. Yeah, yeah. I would also say as well that this, obviously we are on feel-good season. Mm-hmm. And this film opens up with Prince, I Want to Be Your Lover. And mm-hmm. I absolutely love that song. So right away from the opening, this film yeah. is making me feel good. The I... music in it is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Because when he first gets that car, they play Must Be The Money as well. Yeah. Which like... Who can sit still listening to that song? I don't know, but I definitely can. Yeah, I love it. There was a lot of nostalgia going on for me watching it with all these classic songs, even songs that are classic, but I might have hated, but just to hear it and like take me back to that time period as well was great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. And it just, I think for me as well, the reason I chose this film is when I saw it on that list, it took me back instantly to when I first was watching it or watched it a few times when I was younger and it's just that nostalgia for me of like happy times at New Year. New Year where I didn't have to work or like, I don't know. I mean, there's been a good few New Years where I've worked in bars like yeah. for a New Year party and it's just been awful. I don't have to this year, which is great. But it just took me back to those times of being a kid and like New Year was just so much fun. And, you know, the time between Christmas and New Year was just filled with films and playing with the toys that I got at Christmas or whatever. Um, so yeah, it just took me back to really happy times. Yeah. There was there was one scene in the film that uh, it was totally unexpected for me and it was when they reached the dad's house and the dad had this whole other family. And I was yeah, like, and a kid. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this is a real turning point. I was not expecting that. And it actually made me quite emotional for a kid's family film where you've got all these outrageous traps and car chases and trains and things like yeah. that and then there's this real emotional moment at the midpoint and I was like wow it actually it actually got me it was so unexpected yeah yeah uh-huh. and they don't really they don't really touch on it much after that scene which I think is good because it does keep it a really uplifting film but yeah that was a really horrible thing to do for the kids yeah. to do to the kids but then it obviously kind of sparks the change of heart as well yeah that's the part where he starts to feel fond of them it doesn't ice cream yeah yeah Yeah, definitely so i think we've got two really good new year's uh films that our listeners can definitely 
definitely dive into. If you've not seen them, go and watch them. I can tell you that these films will make you feel good. And what's your plans for New Year? I don't have any just yet. I think we'll wait and see what restrictions open up because I don't know if they're going to open up like right now Edinburgh's in tier three still so I don't know if they're going to open up bars or anything but do you know what it'll probably be a quiet new year and it'll probably be lovely (laughs) what about you yeah me too I think I'm staying in this year Um, probably films and cheese and wine you know I've just watched Mm -hmm. when Harry met Sally again there you go (laughs) (laughs) we will listen to this episode (laughs) and reminisce (laughs) Uh, completely so i've loved talking about these new year's films um but we've also had quite a big response from our listeners over the past three weeks um just chatting about some of our previous episodes some reviews on the podcast which has been lovely we always love getting a review we love hearing your comments as well and ideas of what films you'd like us to discuss so yeah we've got a few a few little insights for our listeners reels section. Yay! So Gary, do you want to hit us off with the first comment that we got? Yeah, we got a comment on our review page from Tamis that says, simply great, never listened to a podcast before now, but this is definitely a reason to start. Fantastic podcast, great to hear an insight on movies from filmmakers, actors and actresses themselves all given a fresh perspective that I myself wouldn't have noticed watching the movie prior. A great tool to watch movies I never would have considered before and a great excuse to re-watch some old classics. Very much looking forward to what's to come. I can't believe I got all that out without actually fumbling it. <laughs> <laughs> well done! It was, a, it was a long review. Very nice review. Thank you so much. Um, we have another uh, little review from Vito saying, loving your podcast, the Jaws and Booksmart episodes were really good, even learned some stuff. Very nice. And we got some comments on our Alien 3 episode, which is still going strong. We're still getting a lot of feedback on that it one. It is. Yeah, I think... It's really sort of been the episode that has blown up the most for us, I think. Yeah. So Nick Doherty says, they've all been awesome, but I really did enjoy Alien 3. And Scare Scotland messaged us to say, thanks for the mention on your Alien 3 podcast. Loved it. Well-researched podcast. And Mrs Doubtfire's episode, which was hilarious to record, I must say. Yes. <laughs> um, Andrew Mehune says, Mrs Doubtfire, great episode. This is This series is shaping up to be better than the first Nice, thanks. Uh, and Nick Doherty again says, Mrs Doubtfire is one of my favourite films and I can't wait to listen. I think Mrs Doubtfire is one of those films that so many people have seen, so definitely jump onto that episode if you've seen the film. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And our host was great too on it, actually, I have to say. Scott was, <laughs> yeah. Scott was good. So funny. Uh, Tammy said, you guys definitely changed my view on the film, the favourite, definitely going to find time to rewatch this again. Yeah, and um, our lovely host for the favourite episode, Lindsay, um, just she commented when we released the episode to say that it was just so weird and wonderful and totally unique. And then she said, speaking of which, I just saw Parasite for the first time. I would love to hear an episode on that one. I love Parasite so, so much. So if there's any potential guest hosts listening and you're struggling for a film, 
we'd love to talk about Parasite. Yeah. <laughs> Most recently, Parasite and um, Jojo Rabbit have been two of my favourite films of like oh, over the last year. Completely. Yeah. 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 Completely. And for the Jaws episode, Gordon J. Miller said, "Great to hear a fresh perspective on on one of the greatest films of all time." Buzzing to see it again. Yes, thanks, Gordon. And on Instagram, we put out a little question asking our listeners what their favourite feel-good film was when we were just about to change the theme. And we got Avengers, we got Rocky, we got Happy Gilmore, and then I asked if people were Adam Sandler's fans because he causes a lot of controversy. Like Some people really don't like him. Mm -hmm. Some people, like me, absolutely love him. Uh, And it was an 80-20 split for that in favour of Adam Sandler. (laughs) And And then... Sorry, sorry, I was just going to say as well that when we decided to do Feel Good, I was hoping that someone would have picked Rocky because that is my favourite Feel Good film. But Mm -hmm. yet yet to happen. I know, (laughs) I know. (laughs) And then our final response was Batman the movie with Adam West. I have to say... I am quite a stranger to superhero films. I've not seen that many of them, so yeah, I mean, maybe <laughs> you do feel good watching them. They are well, yeah. most of them anyway. Most of them, yeah. Yeah, I need to dive into that genre a hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for listening to our bonus episode. Uh, this has just been. Well, I was going to say a, a short episode, but I guess it's probably been longer than our last bonus reel. Um, so yeah, I'm Ashley Sutherland and you can find me at at Ashley Sutherland on Instagram or at Ash Sutherland 4 on Twitter. I've been Gary and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pro. We also hope you have a terrific new year and look forward to hearing your thoughts, reviews, ratings in 2021. Yes, and we're going to be coming to you shortly with a new theme with some new guests. But for just now, we're carrying on with feel good theme. I think we all need it going into the new year. So listen up for new themes. Get in touch if there's anything that you really want to see on the podcast or hear on the podcast, should I say? Um, and you can email us at choosefilmpodcast at hotmail dot com. And you can find our podcast at Film Choose on Twitter and choose film podcast on instagram yeah please get in touch uh, thank you so much for listening and have a happy new year thanks bye this conversation can serve no purpose anymore goodbye bye